because really I came out of there saying, wow, this outward mindset stuff really works. Welcome to the People Are The Plan podcast. Today, part two of our two-part Outward Mindset series. This week, Sarah Hasseldine from Vortala shares how adopting an outward mindset can help drive dramatic results. And now, here's our host, Leah Gregg. Up next on the People Are The Plan pod, we have Sarah Hasseldine joining us from Vortala. Thank you so much for being here with us, Sarah. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. How are you today? Great, thanks. Great, thanks. I've got my coffee here. Do you have a beverage? I got my water. Sweet, sweet, <laughs> sweet. Uh, and so first, please, we'd love to have you introduce yourself and a bit about what you do. Sure, right. Yeah, so as you said, I'm Sarah Hasseldine. Uh, I'll start a little personal. I live in New York on cool. Long Island. Um, I have an amazing husband, uh, a wonderful 21-year-old son who's getting ready to graduate college and prepare for grad school in the real oh, world. Wow, yeah. Yeah, um, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm very involved in my community. I'm a school board member. I'm involved in my church, my husband and I. Um, we're empty nesters. We love to travel. We love to go cool. visit different places. We'll just get up on a whim and go and explore. So it's a, a lot of fun. So that's me personally. Awesome. Um, as far as Vortella, so yeah, I started with Vortella about nine years ago, almost. Um, I had the interview to an, an option to have an interview. A friend of mine worked there, and I said, "Let's go for it." I, I, I became an account manager for the company. I'm um, just helping, working with clients, doing what needs to be done for them. And you know, a little bit about Vortala. We're a digital online marketing company. We were established in 2005, and our mission is really to help healthcare practices grow their business using the internet. Internet. To, cool. to get and keep new patients. Like that's oh, what cool. we do them, you know, we manage about 2,500 practices worldwide. And nine years ago, there was maybe only 20 of us. And now there's 73. Wow. So, that's incredible. Yeah. Wow. You know, we're, we're growing and it's, and it's fascinating to, 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 to watch that and be here for so long, you know, and currently I'm the director of the perfect patients business unit, which is within Vortella. Yeah. You know, and we service chiropractors and natural healthcare practitioners. There's about 20 people in my business unit alone. And we, we handle like the client facing roles, right? Cool. So we have your, your website production account managers. Yeah. You know, your specialists that work with strategies with clients, your customer support team, it's all the client facing. So we're dealing with people all day long, you know, wow. so it's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Then we have an entire team of experts behind us, the Vortala team, which is our SEO paid advertising, our sales team, our, you know, our website build team, our writers, our designers, our development team, you know, they all fall under the Vortala umbrella. So we're this big company all with the same common goal of helping our clients so it's awesome and it's just been so great we have a great culture you know and it's really all about the success of our clients that's what we do you know so exactly it's been a fascinating nine-year journey and it's only gonna get better for me i'm sure yeah Yeah. awesome (laughs) so it's wonderful to get to know you and 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 thank you for sharing about yourself we so appreciate it and being with us uh we're chatting today about the outward mindset and and that touches on the culture piece i hope and we'll hear more um and we've heard a bit from jim at the arbinger institute about defining it and now we'd love to hear from you about your personal experience and and how it's made an impact for you and your team so I guess my first question is, what was kind of the inciting incident or impetus uh, to kind of get on a path and take a journey like finding a solution uh, for the team, like the outward mindset? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, it all started with our CEO. You know, he had an epiphany <laughs> yeah. that unity and care and actually love, if you will, at work is more important than profit and productivity. 
Wow. And yeah, as a part of his own coaching that he was on his own journey, he okay. read the, the book Leadership and Self-Deception and it just floored him. And, um, you know, and he tried to tie it back to scripture, which is important to him. And something, a couple of things that came to mind for him was, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. Let's speak the truth in love. And, you know, those things really resonated with him because they're both very outward. Right. So he was thinking about this book he read and the scriptures, you know, after that, he just presented it to all of us directors, you know, within the company, we all read the book and we were intrigued by it. You know, personally, I couldn't put it down. I read it in like one night. Wow. Um, and it was just so, we were just so interested in learning more about it. So that's when we began our journey. You know, we all went to the two day, it, it's called the DIOM training, but it's developing and implementing an outward mindset training. Yeah. And we were hooked. Cool. We learned so much. I can't wait to talk about all the, all yeah, the other yeah. questions because you'll see that, you know, we just learned so much. We had our aha moments, we, you know, all those kinds of things. Yeah. And, and then we were at that point, once we did that, we were so ready to take it to our teams, you know, cool. and, and just share it. Oh, that's exciting. Well, I love to hear the, the origin point and genesis of where it comes from. It's, it's mm -hmm. really prioritizing the relationships that matter Absolutely. the most. And, and Amen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so how, how long ago was that? Like where, just that to give us context. Last, yeah. Yeah. Just so last, I'm trying to think last January, I believe last January was when we talked about it, January, February, and then the directors went to the training session it could have been maybe the winter the december before that 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 the ceo actually started but okay. it was about january february of last year and we okay. had our training i believe it was the end of february if i'm getting it straight and then we 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 started our journey and in, in april we took it to our team so which wow. i'll talk a little bit more about yeah later. but yeah so it's been really within this past year oh incredible okay yeah. okay yeah. that's exciting very exciting um, yeah <laughs> So could you share with us maybe how, maybe a before or after of where, where maybe you were feeling a year ago, setting out on this, you know, feeling that spark happening for everyone and, and to where you are now? Could you yeah. paint a picture for us? Yeah. Yeah, sure. You know, and I think it starts with explaining, you know, we at Vertel, we have a distributed workforce. We all work from our homes. We're a hundred percent remote uh, employees across 10 countries. Wow. You know, so we don't have that in the building aspect, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, we meet together once a year. Um, and, you know, we have great relationships, friendships have formed, you know, if an outsider like saw us at our annual conference, they would be like, what? You guys only meet once a year face to face? I don't believe it, you know? Yeah. So, because we really have a team of preparing individuals and a great culture. But of course, even with a great culture, there's challenges mm -hmm. to, to, to that, especially working at home. You know, I mean, you can certainly understand the impact that that would have, like you're working from home. Oh my gosh, you know, I'm totally. by myself. Right. So it's easy yeah. to get lost in your day. It's easy to focus on yourself and the job that you have to do. And of course we have meetings, you know, we, we all collaborate together. We work in smaller teams in our business units. So it's natural to focus on those and sometimes not see the bigger picture. Right. So I think what was happening was, although we knew we had to work and collaborate with people, there was, it was easy for silos to form. It was easy for like misinterpreting emails and, you know, maybe intentions behind things from people because we're just so focused on what we're doing and we're not really worrying about what they're doing. We just want yeah. them to, you know, we gave you a case, do our work, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. you know, and of course we were never rude with one another, but that's just kind of the background. Like that's what happens when you're focused in your own totally. world. Totally. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so at our company conference last April, we decided we were going to get together and the whole goal of that conference was to, to really explain the whole process to our team and, and all the different jobs and the different roles and how they work hand in hand with one another, right? And the introduction to Arbinger at that conference just solidified it all. 
because that's really what it's about. You know, so that's where our process began. So, cool. so we introduced Arbinger to the wider team then gave them some, some, some great information, which I'll share a little bit more about later. But at that point we all went home and we started discussing it more and oh, what would that look like to implement this outward mindset in our company? Um, so we asked the team, our entire team of 70 plus people to read the book, Leadership and Self-Deception, and mm-hmm. the two other ones. I mean, there's two other books that are just as great, but we asked them to read that one at least. And, um, and then we started to have conversations. We opened up a Slack channel with all of the, the it's called Looking Outward. That was just our, that's where we went and we talked about things like that. And we would share our testimonies and, you know, things that maybe we saw where someone was being outward or that, you know, that kind of stuff. So it just became this place to talk about it. Then we decided to implement what we call the meet to learns. And I don't know okay. if, you, if that was explained. No. Uh, yeah. Let's hear about that. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so we were introduced to what's called a meet to learn and, and in a meet to learn, you basically gather like one or two or three people together and you get curious. Each person takes 10 minutes to get curious about the other. And, and you know, you explain who you are and your things. And then you ask questions, you listen, you know, listen to, to what the person is saying, just get to know them on whatever level, whether it's work or personal or business, you know, anything, you just kind of get to know them. So this was just, you know, just fascinating to hear how our team was engaging. And, and in that Slack channel, they were sharing, oh, I met with so-and-so I didn't even know. And we, some of us have worked together for nine years, right? So we were starting to hear some of these great stories about what came out of those meetings and how wow. they could help one another, you know, and, and that's really what it is. Learn about them, learn about what they do and ask the question, how can you help? Mm. How can I help this person be more effective in their role? How can, how can I help them with what they need to succeed? You know, and, and it's just fascinating. So our process kind of seems to consist of combinations of little things, if you will, like small pieces of information being shared, reminders about the outward mindset, you know, and the transformation we just have a team of people that rally around one another. We keep the awareness of that mindset shift alive, you know, and, and there's so much more we need to do, but, but that's what we do. And, you know, and, and I can just see how helpful it's been amongst our teams, you know, and not only with our interactions and relationships, but with our clients, not to our clients. How can I help doctor? How, how can I help you build your online presence and get you more new patients? And that becomes kind of the underlying tone. Whereas before it was, okay, we have these support tickets to do. We need to take care of our clients. We need to get this done as quickly as we can. We need to have good customer service, but we weren't really understanding what the doctor needed, right? Mm-hmm. So, so from, you can see it, how it works with the relationships with our team and you can see how it works with the relationships with our clients. Very cool. It's fascinating. It's, yeah. just, it's, yeah. it's, it's awesome to watch it. Join us for Outward Mindset, Driving Dramatic Results on Thursday, May 30th from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Hear from Chip Huth, senior consultant with the Arbinger Institute and major with the Kansas City Police Department. Chip will share how an outward mindset dramatically transformed policing in Kansas City. Trust us, you do not want to miss this exclusive Leader Lounge event. Head to smartsavvy.academy events for your tickets today. So helping making that shift, are there some things you find helpful in terms of whether it's underlying the communication, I love how you phrase that, with your your clients as well as your team and and taking these sessions, the meet and, and, sorry, remind me what they were called, the meet to learns. Meet to learns, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, they've been very helpful. They've been very helpful in that. And, and, you know, not only in those smaller meet to learns with our team members, but take what we do there and say, oh, you know, I just listened really well and I got this. So now I'm going to do this with a client. 
Cool. I'm going to talk to a client, you know, and that, yeah. and that you know, I have a, I have a, a story that I'll share later about a, an interaction with a client and how it yeah. just was mind blowing how it happened. Cool. But, you know, but those meets learns really set that foundation to listening, mm. to learning about someone, to getting curious about someone. And, and really, it's not about you. You're not focusing on you. You're, I'm not here right now. I'm just listening. You know, like it's just, yeah. it's fascinating. So yeah. it's your question, because I think. Yeah, that was, that was great. No, yeah, super great. great. Thank you for underlining that because, yeah, it's good to, when there's terminology about something, it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. let's let's dig into it a little bit more. That was awesome. Uh, Okay, so we've talked a bit about uh, where you guys were at the outset and then where you guys were now in in this phase, a year in, and and the rollout, which is, again, very helpful and informative uh, to help uh, those of us to understand, but would love to hear more around any aha moments along the way. Yeah, there's been so many, you know, when I think about this, it's like, wow, how do I answer this? But, you know, there's been so many, but there are two that really stand out for me personally. And I think, yes. you know, even our team, we've had different ones. So I'll take a few minutes if that's yeah, okay. Please. Uh, yeah. yeah. For me personally, attending that two day training, you know, was like the, the start of this. And, and it was just like one aha moment after another for me. Cool. But the two that stand out, the first one was, you know, we discussed the idea of this self-betrayal mm. and, and creating a need for justification, right? Yeah. When I was listening to that, I, I just, I realized just how easily I was able to deceive and betray myself with the choices I make, like even at home or at work, yeah. you know, the stories that I'm able to create in my mind, you know, and, 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 and just how I see myself, how I see others, just to justify the behaviors or actions that I might take, you know, mm. it was fascinating to me, you know, cause I read it in the book, but when they explained it and I saw it right there in front of me, I thought, Wow you know, I have this choice, you know, we have this choice to honor or betray our sense or desire to help others, you know, and, and how we justify that choice. It was just so powerful to me because I want to help my husband do something, but in my head, I'm like, I don't want to get up and do it. You know, I was like, yeah. okay, how can I justify not getting up? Was he mean to me yesterday? You know, like, it's like, yeah, really, these things kind of tensions, justify not doing what we really want to do. And that was just a real eye opener to, to start my journey. Like I just, it was just, yeah. it was fascinating to me. But then another one came and it was a little bit more serious for me. You know, we were talking about like the, uh, they talked about inward styles and these carry boxes and all these red flags, you know, where how you know you're in this box, right? But mm-hmm. when you're, when you're these inward styles, you know, in these carry boxes, you kind of take them everywhere you go, you know? So he, they were explaining that. And, um, you know, in my personal life, for a very long time, I know that I've always struggled with fear, you know, in a lot of different areas of my life. And, you know, I've worked really hard to resist. I'm very aware of it. You know, I, I lean towards not do, being fearful and stuff. But, but when we talked about that with this different inward styles and carry boxes, you know, and how I viewed myself at work, I had a real moment of clarity that fear was the driving factor behind, like, my inward views, like behind how I react and how I responded, right? So, I used that fear to just justify things and maybe, you know, it was distorting me of my views a little bit, you know, but I was carrying those with me. And then when I was working with people, I had those distorted views. So I was kind of putting that on them. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but you know, like there's, there's no way to see people when I'm focusing so much on me and I'm trying, you know, with that fear, then I become like, okay, I'm not good enough at my job or okay, I can't do this. And I have to hide that. And so like, I, I had to just kind of hide behind that fear. Right? Yeah, I'm not good enough, but I don't want anybody to know I'm not good enough, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So with all of that, it was just when, when he was explaining that in this training, I thought, wow, you know, it just really helped me understand it. Like I, like I said, I've been dealing with fear and I know how to attack it, but now I had a different understanding of, 
of how I use that fear. Right. And now I can, I have these tools. Arbinger just pr provided so many tools mm. because as that training went on, there was tools to find out what are those red flags? Why, wh what's happening? How can you get out of that box and not carry that box with you? And how yeah. can you, you know, so it was just, it provided just enough of the, the tools that I needed and to understand it and really just recognize those red flags and, and move on and stop yeah. that destructive way of thinking. Cool. It, and it's really, I tell you, it's just been a transformational year for me around that area alone. I mean, I've got more confidence. A, a year ago, I would not be on a podcast with you right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, congrats. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. fear would have just overwhelmed me. You know, so it's really been, and, and I do give a lot of that to, to the tools I've learned from Arbinger. Uh, you know, there's been other things in my life I've been doing as well, but that is the biggest piece because they gave me that new awareness of wow. what to look at. Wow. So, Yes, it's really been a fascinating journey for me. Well, I so appreciate you sharing that, you know, something that feels, you know, quite a, a vulnerable spot to come from. So I, you know, all of us, you know, I'm sure our listeners as well, we appreciate you just share, sharing that uh, about oh, yourself. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you know, go ahead. important because, you know, if we yeah. don't appear vulnerable, ourselves to be vulnerable, we don't give other people a chance to be vulnerable either in learning growth. So it's a big piece of, I'll even talk about that a little bit more, I think, <laughs> later, I'm sure. But yeah. yeah. So I, I, I'm happy to do that. So, you know, then when you talk about aha moments for the team, yeah. you know, I mean, we had 70, 68 to 70 people that experienced that. I'm sure there's so many more, but I think as a team, our biggest aha moment hit again, when we were introduced at that conference, you know, in that unique situation of being a remote culture, those meet to learns were really it for us. You know, I know we talked about it a bit, so yeah. I need to go into detail, but the meet to learns really just, I think it, opened up the eyes to the people on our team to say like, wow, I really thought I knew this person. Mm. I really thought I knew this person I've been working with and for. And, and I think that was the biggest aha moment that, that the team took away from it. And I'm sure they've had many more between then and now, but, but overall that I witnessed because I was there, you know, because we work remotely, I'm not in a room where I see the whole team yeah. and I can see some of those aha moments, you know, and some of them, you know, we share in our little channel, but but I just think that as a team, just realizing that it's so important to get to, know people and be curious about people and understand who they are, what they do and how what you do and who you are affects that or works together with that to, to reach a common goal. I think that was a, a big aha moment for our team and, and I've definitely seen the benefits of that throughout, um, but I think we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Very cool. Well, and I also like your, you know, looking at how you guys are structured and how you work all in different, as you mentioned, different countries, working remotely, connecting through digital platforms, Slack and, mm -hmm. and all these other things, but finding a way to create that hu human connection in different ways. And so could you share a bit more just about how that works? Share, like how yeah. we share, make our or make human connections. Yeah, like in, and it sounds like it happens outside of you know a specific project launch or you know mm -hmm. just like kind of how that's structured um, is really interesting. Yeah. So, so yeah, you're talking about what the meet to learns, right? And what mm -hmm. we actually get together. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know what what we basically do is the way that it worked. You know, we've we've stopped them currently now because we're restructuring. But the way yeah. that it worked when we were doing them was we, you know, in Slack actually in one of our digital channels, you can set up. Um, automatic. It's called the donut, you know, and you can set up automatic assignments. And what we do is we automatically assign someone to someone. We yeah. don't know who's going to be assigned that week. You just get assigned to someone and then you have to set up a time to talk to them. Cool. And then when we go, yeah. And then when we go into it, you know, you set that meeting and we go into it, we have just, we have some like start like in, intro questions, you know, that you can ask about them. Oh, tell me about, you know, tell me a little bit about, you know, what you're doing at work and, you know, yeah. you know, just curious 
curious about them and, and kind of investigate that a little bit more and really just deep dive into um, who they are as a person too because you know you, even though you may talk you don't talk about their personal life when you get to know someone you get to know them on a more personal level and then you can understand things and, and see things and I think that's just been the premise of it um, is just to just to go in there without any preconceived ideas judgments or notions of who this person is yeah okay I know that this is a designer and she works on our design team but let me just go in and find out a little bit more. What does she do? What does she like about her job? Are there any challenges to her job? You know, is there any, and when you talk about challenges and it's like, Oh wait, she has a challenge with that, but I do this over here. And maybe what I'm doing will really help what cool. they're doing. We'll give them an idea of how to change something. Or usually with the designers, it's whatever's, you know, challenging them will really kind of give us an idea of what we can do differently on our side, you yeah. know, with our clients and stuff. But, but it's just fascinating. That's what you're, you're looking for. You're looking for an opportunity to say, well, wait, I might be able to make that easier for you. Mm. Let me go back to my supervisor and talk to my supervisor about this idea. And then we'll get together with you and your supervisor. And it, then it just kind of, now your collaboration is expanding. So now it's these two people and the supervisors. And then you bring in other key players. And, and now you have these ideas within your company that nobody had before. But now because we're talking... Yeah. Communicating. Yeah. Look at these ideas. So, you know, we have so many, when you've got a company of 73 people and you're not in the same building, the challenge is somebody has the next great idea to grow our business. We just don't know it because they're not, we're not all seeing what each other's doing. So I think the meet to learns and the meetings that we have are ways for us to, to bring that out and to make people feel connected, to understand what's going on and how they can help. And maybe that next big moment will come and that big idea will come and it'll be the next thing to take our company to the next level. Right. So it's just, it's a, it's just fascinating what it's doing. Yeah. For us. It's allowing us to, and I think it also allows our team to feel like what they have to say is important. Right? And their ideas are important. We want their ideas. We want them to express that. We don't want them to feel afraid. So that kind of goes back to that vulnerability. If we show our vulnerability and we admit to things and show who we really are and, and, and make it a safe place, they'll share with us. But if they don't feel it safe, they're not going to share that idea because they're going to think they're going to be in their carry, have their carry boxes and be in where to be like, oh, that's going to be a terrible idea. I can't share that. But, but if we make it a safe environment and, and that's how we do that by getting to know one another. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you for sharing that in depth about how it works and, and just understanding that. I think something that really stuck with me was you kind of saying like having that attitude of truly being vulnerable, listening to people and then seeing, oh, helping in a way that having that attitude of like, I might be able to make this easier for someone yeah. else. That's really mm -hmm. exciting. I yeah, can, it is. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> it really yeah. <laughs> and you know, and even though it's like, you get this feeling of like, yes, I can yes. help someone, you know, it's yes. just such a great feeling and it just motivates you for the rest of your day. Totally. You know, when you're working home alone. You have to find those moments of motivation yeah. you know, because it's just booting your computer, you know? Totally. Yeah. So. In your gym clothes from the morning or your yeah, pajamas. pajamas. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> I had to get dressed today and actually totally. do my hair and makeup. Come on. This is not a normal thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> totally. No, but I, I appreciate, you know, as much as it may feel like you're getting into specifics of, you know, how it works for your team, there's something very universal here of looking for ways to connect through the way, you know, work is now more and more isolating and more and more remote and yeah through screens and, yeah, and absolutely a way for it to have human connection super profound i was after reading the arbinger book and my first training i had you know as a director of perfect patients sometimes difficult and challenging situations get escalated to me mm. and we had a client that was very angry and you know, kind of abusive, if you will, in, in that sense where he was just 
angry and screaming at our team. So it just seemed like, you know, oh my gosh, okay, I have to handle this. I've talked to this guy. I was kind of going into the lion's den, you know, it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, what am I getting myself into? So my initial response was, oh, I got to prepare myself. I got to be ready. You know, he's going to yell at me. He's going to scream at me. And then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's think about this from an ar arbinger perspective. So I tried yeah. to really put myself in that place and say, okay, what can I do? So I used one of the tools that, that, Arbinger taught us, which is called the influence pyramid. Mm. And it just kind of gives you different places where you can start to see where you need, do you need to build a relationship? Do you need to listen and learn? And I got to the point where, yes, I need to build a relationship with the client, but I've never talked to him. So first I need to listen to him, right? Yeah. To listen, learn, learn why he's so angry. Mm. So long story short, instead of going down my normal route where I would prepare myself and have all my notes, I decided yeah. I'm just going to pick up the phone and call him. Yeah. And I did. And normally cool. I don't do that. It's usually email. When do you want to schedule a call so I can prepare? I'm just going to do this. You know what? I, I'm going to do this. This guy really obviously has some serious concerns. Let me ask him what they are. So when I got on the phone with him, you know, the, the first thing I said to him was, you know, I acknowledged his frustration. I acknowledged the fact, you know, of all the angers and the things that he had expressed to me. And I said, you know, I said, what do you want me to do? And how can I help you today, doctor? What would you, what would you like from me? And I just left it at that knowing that I just need to listen to him. And he's like, well, you know, I just wanted to tell you what I've been experiencing. I said, you know what? That sounds perfect. Go ahead. And he ranted uh, for, you know, 15, 10, 15 minutes, whatever went on and on. And as I was listening to him, it dawned on me that, you know, he has so much going on. He's a doctor. He's mm -hmm. running a practice. He's got stress of growing his business. He's got team members just like I do. You know, he, had, he he's a real life person just like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going on. So, yeah. so it's not just him being angry and me listening to him, right? There's all this whole big picture. So as I listened intently, I realized I'm listening to him and I said, wow, you know, I think I have the perfect solution for this doctor. So when he was done, I, I explained a service that we offer. I educated him on that service. And I said, I think that'll be a really great solution. Are you willing to give it a try? And he said, oh my gosh, yes, that sounds great. There was no anger. There was no yelling. There was no screaming, right? There, so anything I expected didn't happen. So I was so happy that I gave it an opportunity to just kind of go in there and, and, and give this Arbinger a try because really I came out of saying, wow, when you really can focus on the other person, this Arbinger stuff works. This outward mindset stuff really works because that's really what it was. I didn't focus on me and how threatened I would be if he yelled at me yeah. and what was going on in his life, you know, and it just, and now my team, our teams, our client facing teams, that's what they're doing. They do the same thing right? They're on a call with the doctor and they're not, even if he's yelling, they're not like, oh my God, this guy's yelling at me. You know, in the past we'd have, oh my gosh, I got a doctor on the phone yelling and screaming at me. Oh my, you know, and, and the team would be getting all, you know, backing one another up and we'd be colluding and all this kind of stuff. And instead yeah. it's like, they'll, they'll, they'll listen and then they'll say, how can I help you doctor? Like, let's, let's really get to the bottom of this. And, and they're yeah. approaching it differently and they mm -hmm. want to be on the phone with the doctors as opposed, you know, it's just the way it used to be. So I just think that those have been some really, you know, profound things that we've learned yeah. that have helped us with the outward, having this outward mindset be the main, you know, scope of what we do and yeah. the philosophy behind our, any type of relationship that we create. Any other tips? I, I heard you saying something that helps get to those solutions and helps resolve these things is, is really actively listening and giving that space. Anything tactically you could share or tips that have helped, helped you and the team adopt that of, of kind of the first step of like really hearing other people mm -hmm. where they're at? Well, I think the, the only way you can hear other people is by setting the precedent that you want to hear other people. And that's why we have that important question 
how can I help you, doctor? And that's, yeah. been, that's been something that we have drilled into our team now. How can I help you today, doctor? Because we want them to know it's about them and that it's okay for them to talk. Because you can't listen if you don't give the people an opportunity to talk. Um, so so that's, that's really been the most important thing. Um, and then as they're listening, you know, staying focused on what the doctor is saying and, 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 and who they are and, and realizing that they are a person with a home, a dog, a cat, a child, a yeah. house, a mortgage, a team of people they got, you know, and I think that th- those have been the, the, the things that we've been just trying to keep in the forefront of our minds so that we can listen because there's those little clues in there. You know, the doctor could be ranting about two things over here, but it's really this third thing down here that he's, you know, mentioning that is yeah. really what he needs help with. It, it's kind of hard to give specifics because it's so different with the 2,500 clients that we have, yeah. you know, but it's really, it's really just being aware that the doctor may not really even know why he's angry today mm-hmm. it could be because he had a really rough morning and this is where he is right now. And he just wants to know why he's not getting new patients. Whereas yesterday, his question to you about new patients would have been, Hey, I just want to know. I'm curious. I'm not getting a lot of new patients. Can you help me out with that? Whereas this morning he had a really rough morning and it kind of struck something in him. And this is why he's responding, you know? So mm. it's just important to really understand that. Yeah. And then and when we're responding, you know, just being empathetic. Doctor, I really, I understand what you're going through. I really want to help you with this. It diffuses, it diffuses what could be a crippling conversation for some people. And, and even I've seen career ending things for people that can't handle people screaming at them, you know, and leaving their jobs. So it just diffuses it so much. Mm-hmm. So I think that listening and learning is, it, it just puts the fire right out because the doctor yeah. says, oh, they really want to hear, or the client. It's not just doctor, anybody you're talking to, you yeah. know, when, when you feel heard, you feel justified. And when you feel justified, you feel better about things. So like if we can let them feel heard that we want to hear them, I think that's just the main key to it. So awesome. that answered your question. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So kind of have been, have heard, you know, the impact it's had on others and also the, the mindset, mind, the mindset shift of how your, your own personal experience, how you've seen, viewed yourself differently and your strengths and, and things and motivators also how it's helped connect the team with one another and then beyond connecting the team to clients and, and serve those needs. Is there any other kind of change behaviors or any kind of other things you'd want to share with us at the, cause so appreciate your passion for the outward mindset and want to make sure you have the chance to share everything that, yeah. that it has this way of looking, turning the world outward has kind of helped you in your journey of where you guys are at. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, I could probably go on and on. And I would end up repeating myself, but, um, but I just, I just think that it's just been a really the the journey to this outward mindset has just shown us all, and, and we all learn things differently, obviously. But it's totally. just shown us all how how important it is to not not focus just on us. And I think that that's been a big thing on our team is is focusing on others and seeing others, and and um, and in the process, you know, there's other things we're doing with our team too for for growth and, and learning and, and those things coupled with this outward mindset, the outward mindset seems to be, you know, the catalyst. It's kind of like the driving force of everything. Um, and when you can, when you can use it and really see someone right where they are and meet them right where they are, you can help, you know, and, and it's really just about helping and, and, and wanting to make a difference for that person because, you know, when you help someone, don't you feel good about yourself? You know, so even though you're not making yeah. it about yourself, making it about them, but you're reaping the benefits of that. And I think yeah. that's the most fascinating thing, you know, so there's just been so many benefits with this strategy, you know, about seeing beyond ourselves 
you know, there's much more than just me in this world. There's much more than, you know, just anyone on my team. You know, if we can change our approach, you know, regardless of the situation that we're in, just because we have better or greater awareness of it, we can really see that coworker. We can see that client, you know, we can see that, that mom, that dad, that child, it's not just work. I mean, this is, this is, this has been just as profound in my personal life, but because that would be another two hours, yeah. to work with you, on that one. you know, it, but yeah. just to be able to have that awareness when you come in contact with people, it's just been fascinating because we've experienced firsthand how this mindset shift helps you build or better relationships mm. within our organization within our personal lives, you know, I mean, it, that's really what it's about it yeah. is building relationships. And, you know, I mean, it's about the people, right? Isn't that what we're talking about? The people plan, like it's yeah, about yeah. The people. And if we don't focus on the people, we don't get there, you know, but there's just so much room for us to learn and grow more and just care about the people. And in that, you know, and I, I have to say, I think that our company, the growth of our company is dependent upon the people and where they are, not how much they work, but yeah. where they are within themselves. Because until you learn these things about yourself, you can't even fully give a hundred percent because you're so focused on you and, and protecting yourself or hiding what you, you totally. don't know or you don't do that. Maybe 50% of you is doing your job and the other 50 is busy covering up or, you know, I don't want to be vulnerable. I'm going to hide this. I got to hide. It takes 50% of your energy to do that. Right. Yeah. And then you're, so if we can, tap into that and help people feel comfortable with that and, and see each other for who we are and, and just approach situations with an outward mindset, we can give a hundred percent or 90% or whatever, you know, we, yeah. it's a journey to get to hundred percent. No, we're not always, yeah. too much the night. It's totally. a journey, but you know, but isn't that a fascinating goal to have in your company as opposed to, I want this much revenue, but that's going to come focus on your people, you know, yeah. and, and the revenue will come, you know, cool. it's just, it's, I think that's really, I, I, I would, you know, I would say, I don't know if you're going to ask this question, but I think, yeah. I think you are at some point, but you know, if other people are considering Arbinger, I would say you've got to do it because it's liberating. Mm. It's liberating for, I think the management team It's liberating for everybody, you know, because you know that if you're focusing on your people and you're really giving them a fair chance and they love their job, they're just going to do so much more because they want, they want this. They're going to want to buy yeah. into this and own it, you know, as their yeah. own it's just a liberating thing, you know, with this, this outward mindset. Cool. It, and that's the word that comes to my mind, liberating. If you're intentional about using it, if you're intentional about reminding your team about it, you're going to see it. You're yeah. going to see the growth. You know, people are going to be more concerned with other people's wants and needs and goals and desires yeah. than their own and how they can help them achieve that and at the same time achieve theirs, you know? So mm -hmm. something to embrace. So I say, go for it. Yeah. I think Robinger, go for it. You know? Oh, I love it. <laughs> appreciate you sharing that. I think, and maybe this is, that's the answer to my question is kind of in looking back, if you knew at the start of this journey, what you know now, you know, what would you say to yourself? Yeah, that's a tough, that, you know, that's, that's a tough one because yeah. there's so many things I would say to myself. Um, I mean, cause, and I would touch on, you know, the personal side, yeah. don't replace the fear. Don't set expectations on yourself and limit what you're capable of. Be vulnerable, you know, go out, try, ask for help, you know, like be open yeah. to learning, get coaching, all that kind of stuff. But, but take a hard look at yourself and be open to growth. Be open to, to the fact that, you know, I don't know everything. Yeah. Cause you know, when we're young and we come out of college, we think we know everything. Yeah. Right. We, even when we're teenagers, Hey, I got a 21 year old. Yeah. I can say that from experience. You know, we think we know everything. We think we got this all figured out, you know, and then we go into these jobs with this, I can do this. And then you start to like, Oh boy, you know, like, wait a minute, yeah. you know, yeah. Or, or you get on the other side of that, like, well, I know more than them. So, you know, you, you get this attitude, but I would say to anybody starting out, just know yourself, 
find out who you are and, and be comfortable with who you are so that when you meet other people, you're comfortable finding out who they are and seeing how you can work together and collaborate. You know, don't focus on, on um, you know, judging people and, and what they don't do or what they can't do or whatever, you know, look at yourself mm -hmm. and find out, Oh, am I doing this? You know, fix, fix you first, I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and realize that there is something to fix because we're human. We're not perfect. You know, none of us on this earth are perfect. So, so I think that that would be the biggest thing, but I will say if someone's starting out in this career and they're starting out to start a business, I think my word of advice would be leave from your heart. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable and focus as much time and energy on your people as you do on your sales growth. I, I really think that that's, yeah. the key. you know, I mean, if your people are ready to go, you got a team, you got a company. Oh, that's wonderful. That's, that's, those are great tips. <laughs> awesome. <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Sarah, thank you so much for your time and for sharing so vulnerably with us and honestly, and in sharing so many great uh, tactical tips and tricks. I think I've learned a ton in our time together and, and I so appreciate it getting to know you. So thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. It's been an honor to do this. I'm so excited. <laughs> great. Great. Well, if folks would like to know more about this journey, how would you like, would you like to keep in touch? Absolutely. You know, if anybody's listening to this and, and they want to know more about the journey that Vortal has taken or I've taken personally, I am totally open to calling me. I mean, you know, I can give my work number if that's, uh, you know, what you want, but yeah, let like, me give you a call. You can go to the perfectpatients.com or vertala.com website. My phone number is there. I can leave it now. 1-800-381-2956, extension 818. Ask for Sarah. Perfect. <laughs> so seriously, I'm happy to, to share anything with anyone and let you know just how positive a journey this has been for us. Well, it's, it's your passion and your excitement is, is palpable through the audio waves. So awesome. again, thank you for sharing with us and, and your time. We, we so great. appreciate thank it. Thank you for asking. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. It was awesome. great meeting you too. Yeah, nice to meet you. So high fives, pal. I'll, uh, <laughs> we'll sign off here and, and thank you again. You're welcome. Take care. <laughs> Take care.